On the Wake Up Radio presents Sess and Sophia. Giving you a choice. Either put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. live welcome to zest and sophia on the wake up radio it's been a hot minute since we've been here i'm super stoked to be back we have so much to talk about tonight uh so before we get started let's do our huge shout out to super producer cindy ashby for putting this all together and i'm sorry hi sophia <laughs> um, so Cindy Ashby for putting this all together Much love and respect to the entire On The Wake Up Radio family uh, If you have not checked out our social media page I don't know why you're snoozing It is otwtube.com uh, We keep adding new features on there it, The page is fire And um, myself, I'm just starting to use it more It's, it's, it's interesting we get in these habits, right? Of, of using something And that's kind of like the, a mental enslavement which we'll talk about, you know, for ourselves as well. But we get so stuck because it's like this and, you know, every time we switch a platform. But, you know, what, this is our platform and there's no censorship and we can say what we want to say and we can do what we want to do for the betterment of society. So OTW Tube is where you will find that. And huge shout out to Cindy Ashby. And this is uh, on the Wake Up Radio social media page. You can also find our shows, Destin Sophia, Truth, Freedom, and Sophia, and my other show, Event Horizons, on every major streaming platform, as well as all of the other amazing hosts and radio shows that we have here. You can uh, also, if you decide to really feel generous, you can um, donate to On The Wake Up Radio uh, at gmail.com and um, help us out because what we do is a labor of love. We do this because we love life and we want life to prevail in a positive way and not in some ass backwards, heinous, negative way. So hi, Sophia. Hi, Josh. How's it going? It's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. Um, it's so really interesting good. to be like setting up again. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm a mad procrastinator on some things I don't want to do. So I have some things I'm attending to, but it's coming along good. And it's just nice all the time and getting around is super easy. So for our listeners, I have relocated. Um, I swore I was going to get myself out of Boston and um, I did. And here I am. I am in the Gulf Coast. I am living in a little bit of my own piece of paradise, which is amazing. So, yeah, so it's going good. Um, I haven't really adjusted to the mindset like that. I'm not still back home, you know, like, so when um, I was talking to my sister and she had to do something, I was like, oh, I can take you. I can't, you know, I'm not just down the street and stuff like yeah. that. So um, that's going to be an adjustment. That, it is. that aspect of not just being able to, 
be there for someone right when you want to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, I lived in Little Italy for almost 20 years. So I would walk downstairs. It would be people that I knew and I would go into the cafes and stuff like that. And now, you know, I'm in a place where I know some people, but not, you know, not to the extent where I see them every day for, you know, an espresso you know, that type of thing. So, yeah. you know, it, it's interesting, but I live in a beautiful area. You know, it's, it's, I hear tropical sounds of birds and bugs and whatever out there. And it like the wind was gusting yesterday. We had a rainstorm. It, it's just it's nice. It's just really nice. Uh, I have a beautiful outdoor space that I have found a lot of peace in um, just being to sit there, like nothing, just, just sit. I know you showed me that really nice. Thanks, thanks. I can't wait for you to come down. It'll it'll be so much fun. To visit. Yeah. I applaud mm -hmm. you so much. I think that it's never it's never too late. It's never the wrong time to start anew, to to decide that you want to start living for you. You want to start experiencing life mm -hmm. and you want to start engaging with life. You've always, you know, been a liver, but still but to I make a change like that and mm -hmm. do it for you. I I, I love that. Thanks, I just, that, that feeds my soul, even just someone else doing it. Thanks. Thanks. I had, um, you know, it was like, once I made the decision to, to do it, I had packed up 18 years in six weeks. I moved twice. Cause I moved once before I came, uh, down here. I moved in with right. my mom for a short time. I stayed with her, which was really nice. So we got to spend some time. So yeah, within a short period of time, I literally packed up everything in my life and, and, and moved. Can I ask you something a little deep, if you don't mind sharing? Mm -hmm. Packing all that stuff up, like, did you have any moments where you were like, like, like it all matters or none of it matters? Like, what kind of things did you feel like when you were packing up your stuff? Um, there were things that didn't matter. I evaluated things I had and, and realized, like, you know, I, I mean, I, I would, I have a ridiculous amount of some things. I really do. Like, you the know? things that I feel like you have are so treasurable, like, that, like, that was probably of, all you really cared about making I have sure. a lot of things. Yeah, I have a lot of things. There were some I had to actually leave behind because I didn't pack. I, I packed kind of in reverse. I, my mother said to me, she's like, you are not a good packer. I'm not. I'm not a good packer. I'm not. It's just not one of my traits. It's fine. I'll get over it. But I wound up, I was saving my favorite things for last so that they would come out first out of the uh, cargo trailer. And um, I, I wound up running out of room. <laughs> so there were things that had to leave behind at my mother's house. So, uh, but um, I did. My art was really important to me. It was really, really important to me. I would have, I would have sacrificed a lot just to have, you know, the the pieces that I wanted and stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah. I have, I do have for our listeners. I have some pretty amazing pieces. Sophia and I were talking about this earlier. And pieces. I have, I have. My aunt had traveled all around the world. She was a lieutenant colonel in the military and she was also an artist, but she was just this, this essence of life. She loved life and she loved eccentric things and odd things and she liked people and she just had this, like she walked in a room and you were like, I want to talk to her. You know, like she was just, she did, she'd um, painting until she passed away in her late nineties and she was still painting. Um, and still, you know, she was still with it. And, um, we were talking about this and some of the pieces I have are like puzzle pieces. Like they, they were collected over time so that I have them now in this time space to fulfill, to complete, to do what I, what I came here to do. Um, I definitely have connections and we were talking about this and, and you feel the same way uh, to our ancestors 
And lately they have been showing me <laughs> physically things are appearing um, and they're showing me that they're around. And when I stayed at my, my mom's, the house she's in, only my family has ever lived in the house. So when the house was built, my great grandparents moved in, my grandmother grew up there and it's just been in the family ever since. And the room I stayed in, my great grandfather passed away in and I never met him. He was gone before. And um, I had seen his, his spirit, his ghost once when I was little and I had, that was the only thing. And then when I was there, I haven't, I have, I could feel him and I could feel my physical connection to him or my genetic or whatever you were saying, DNA activated right earlier. Yes, um, yeah. And whatever it is, but I could feel him. I was just having this conversation with my mom last night and I was telling her it's the only time in my life. And, and I literally feel connected to him to the point. I'm not sure if I'm saying it hundred percent accurate. Maybe it's how I would have called him, but the Lebanese uh, grandfather is Jiddu or Idu or it's the, a version of that. But I kept saying Jiddu. Maybe that's what I would have called him. You know, like that would have been my version or something yeah. of it. But when I was there, I kept calling it out. Like, how's Jiddu? I know you're here. And I could feel like a connection inside me yeah. to him. Not, not, not here, like, no, like right. in the solar plex, like inside here, I can feel him. And it's been then my grandmother, which would have been, that was his dad. And then my aunt, which is a lot of the art and stuff that I have is my grandmother's sister. So it's that very strong side of the family and they're very present right now. And the little pieces are coming together and it's just what a time to be alive, right? I mean, Honestly, I feel the same way. I've been seeing things up here in my room too. And I actually can at times, and I, this is when I know it's, it's like my beings or my people, I can't really describe it, but I will see a translucent like essence mm -hmm. that I'll, I will like literally first feel and then I will see it. And sometimes I'll just see it and I won't even, I'll be like, but I'm seeing them all the time. I, I'm my my room is fills up with orbs sometimes right when I'm coming out of my like my dream state and I'm waking up. Mm -hmm. A lot of, a lot of times lately, like I'll just be sitting there and I'll just feel like overwhelming warmth. And I I know it's got like God the Mother. Out. That's the only I just saw one just go by when I said, and I just feel like that like love from mm -hmm. a mother, like a mm -hmm. nurturing love and i must be needing that for like right now yeah. and i'm getting the things i'm needing yeah 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 it's 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 that i mean we, we this is the stuff we talked about that we're in a time where we can manifest where we can actually make things uh, happen come into you know reality so to say they like really want us to hold the light right now like that's our job right like in this little intermittent time is holding the light keeping our vibration high keeping our frequency high keeping our selves accountable mm -hmm. like it's a training period right now for when we're going to really need to use our spiritual abilities mm -hmm. exactly exactly Ooh. like you said the ships in the sky i mean I definitely believe there's a another presence and it's a benevolent one that's countering or setting up somehow for to counter this false alien thing they're trying to lead up <laughs> like really right it's amazing how scripted that is isn't it i mean another another carrot it's just unbelievable 
Meanwhile, meanwhile, there's real entities and energies around all of us trying to manipulate us, trying to control us. And they think yeah. that, you know, we're going to see, you know, some flying saucer. It's just, um, you know, honestly, though, it, it, the reality is, is anyone who's still following this ridiculousness, you know what I mean? Like if, if, if everything that's going on hasn't caused a little ripple, in a thought process. Do you know what I mean? It just even that ripple. Yeah. I'm not saying to change it or change who you are or anything like that. But if, if you haven't over the last couple of years, and let's go even back into when Pizzagate broke, right? Because we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of this. Oh, yeah, we're getting into it. That broke, right? To the fact where it hasn't caused a ripple of of a thought process or a questioning or something like that, then me, I really have to start looking at you. And even if I love you, that you're an NPC or you're programmed or whatever it is, but you're never going to reach a level of awareness. It's just not going to happen. Well, that's true. And I think there's something going on. Like you always say, the AI, the program, I feel like that whenever there's an organic disclosure situation happening, Mm -hmm. it gets hijacked and it gets mainstreamed where we think that the organic you know information is what's hitting the mainstream but what's hitting the mainstream is the outrageous you know fake stuff the exaggerated stuff so that when people do start looking into it they see one thing oh it's oh that's not real and then they write it off so that now every time they encounter that information that's got a hold of their mind it sucks so bad Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it does it, it does grab a hold too just like with alien the alien disclosure stuff when there would be real contactees, the government would come in and they'd say, now that you've already told the public, now we'll tell you what to say. And yeah. you'll say that you're still getting visited, and but this is what, you don't tell mm-hmm. them the truth. You know, you tell us what the aliens tell you, and then we yeah. tell the public something yeah. else. And then we, yeah, we just, we just make up our own story because, you know, it's the greatest show on earth. I mean, at what point, right? At what point do the masses really say, you know what, like... Life isn't good, and 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 here's the here's the part. So it, it, it's for the, like the children, right? It, and and we'll segue. You know, we could segue into it, but you know, the like a parents or, or or just going on the premise of what you're saying. You know, like all of a sudden they're going to think that this is going to happen or this is the way it's going to be. And what are you thinking? Like, where? What about this little person right here? You know, like what? Where is an awareness of? of how to actually digest the information. You know what I mean? To really see what's being said. Like, here's where I have the problem. I think here's where you have the same problem. I can't get over encountering any outrageous claims and not wanting to make sure it's not true. Right. I have to convince myself it's not true. If it's like, if the child's involved, you have to, you have to want to know if that's true. So how do you not, you know, I think people are just so selfish, so narcissistic that society's primed for what they have trying to unfold right now what they have they want implementing they mm-hmm. want a sick world of you know sexual deviants pedophiles they don't want you to have any identity whatsoever they want your identity to be just whatever they project into you mm-hmm. so you know they have to get these kids at such a low level of degrade degradation that they are an empty vessel for whatever yeah. demo- whatever demons, whatever they want to fill that child up. And, I, and we're not going to let these children become puppets. We're just not. It's so disturbing. You know, one, actually, let me, um, one article is too many, right? 
You know, yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like one article is too many articles. And you know, how when does it get to be too much? So just a couple of titles over here is um how thousands of ind indigenous children vanished in Canada and now they just found remains of 215. That's you know that's not even close to what it actually. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean the lies upon the lies upon the lies and then the finders, the finders come. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I know all about the finders. <laughs> right? Voice down. Um, let me read for our... What about Queen Elizabeth? It is known, it is a fact, it is documented that she showed up to uh, like some sort of orphanage mm -hmm. camp and she just leaves with, with 10 children, no, never seen, never heard of again. Nobody knows how th this happened because she donated all kinds of stuff and goodies. It's just very sick that they do it right in our face the way that they do, and people just like, no, that's I not just, possible. But they see it. But it's, it's statistics, it. statistics show 800,000 children in the United States, 8 million worldwide. Now, for our listeners, just to be clear, mm -hmm. too, this 800,000 number does not does not include any children who go missing in national parks because they don't get registered in a missing or anyone, by the way, adult or child, anyone who gets goes missing in a national park, you don't get registered in the same type of registry as a missing person. So, and some of those stories are, are a little insane themselves. So here we are and we're talking about it and we can go on and on and on. Yeah, about I, know, I get really excited about it. I got to take breath sometimes. Yeah. And, and the fact that, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like you being the person ignoring the information, ignoring article after article after article after article after article. I mean, I just went through a blast of posts just to show how much it's in your face and my face and everybody's. And then you sit there and you don't say anything. And, and, and what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, well, just like the Mother Teresa thing, that is a hundred percent proven fact yeah. that her charity was involved with human trafficking. But people will still say, "Oh, that that's not Mother Teresa. That's probably after." And uh, they just make up. They literally pull out excuses yeah. out of thin air for a stranger that they don't know. They have no reason to believe this person is of, of integrity or purity, mm -hmm. but they would rather believe that than. Than to have to actually say, shit, I've trusted the wrong people, and now right. I need to just go on some new search and figure out life. They don't want to do that. But that's the part, Sophia. They're raising children. That's the scariest <laughs> part of this whole thing, what, yeah. What am, I, what, what am I missing? Do you know what I mean? Like, I know I'm not missing it. I know you're not missing it. But what is missing that that we're missing? You know what I'm saying? Like, I see a I see a dark trend, and here's a, here's a trend ooh, I notice about about parenting and the way it's being done. I notice that people are not having children because of a real desire in a in a love. And I'm not saying that when they have their children, they don't love them. This has nothing to do with love. What I'm about to talk about. It's about program and it's about selfishness. And it's about a state of mind that the world is creating people to be in, which makes them natural abusers towards 
children. Mm -hmm. And this is what is happening. The world is so stressed out that they put so much pressure on people that people then they want to, you know, have it all. So they want the family because they need that family to prove, you know, that they, you know, that they're, yeah. they've got it together and they're doing all these things and they're overwhelmed and they're stressed. And then at the on top of it, most people are narcissistic nowadays. So they're literally, they view the world as if it's happening to them, not that they're part of the world, you know, that, that everything's happening to everybody. So that right there in itself. So then they, they, they use the child basically as like, some people as a whipping post and it's not even like a mean one. They yeah. just like, they, they use the children in wake in, to, ex, to, to be parts of them that they can't be. You get what I'm saying? I it do. just sucks. I see this really dark trend with parenting that they just don't want to deal with the parenting aspect. They no. only want the benefits of being the parent. That's, mm -hmm. and it's like, they take the opportunity to now be a God in some way. Mm -hmm. And it's really kind of like a tyranny almost. It tyrannical is. parenting it is it is because now they're leaving it up almost to the ai exactly we, i want to segue into just to throw this in uh i just wanted to go for one moment over here this is i just wanted to pop on a little story yeah. on uh here so we are on the wakeupradio.com otw2 we are live now you are listening to zest and sophia on the wake up radio so Here's the interesting thing. Uh, I just wanted to, I know I'm going to digress for a second, but about the children and the AI, right? Because now the AI is being put in charge of the children, right? Yes. So uh, the AI has taken over the parenting, like the entertainment, the creativity, all of it. So, so check this out. Um, I have, uh, oh, I can't wait. He's going to be a guest again on my show, Event Horizon, Rick from uh, Dabs and Metal. And he sent me some videos. I might pull up a little clip in a little bit and play a piece. But one of the, it, it's about the AI. It, it's really the series. He's just, gosh, I'm so grateful to have, uh, to know him. He sends me some amazing information. But one of the things, it's called iRobot. And one of them, it's a series he put together. And in the, one of them, uh, it shows, get this, children, say, for example, they have one of those robots in a mall. And yeah. Uh, that follow you around. So they, because they can predict now what's going to take place, they actually uh, avoid children because children, especially when they're in greater numbers together, become very violent towards the robot. Oh, wow. I'm not violent. So what happens is, is if you have one child alone, the robot will kind of like cruise along. All of a sudden, another child comes into play and they can register the predictiveness of, of an attack. And it goes up from like, like a, a seven to like a 12. And another child comes in and it goes up again. And then what happens is they showed some children around like one of the, one of the robots, right? And they would start, like, first it just started out a little bit, and then they would, like, kind of hit it, or then they would poke it, and then they were, like, kicking it, and then they became very aggressive towards this robot. And then the more children who came in, the more aggressive the behavior became around the robot, right? Now, that's very telling, isn't it? Well, this happens with dogs, actually. They've documented dogs attacking cars out of nowhere, and then they all just come out of nowhere, stray dogs all will... That sounds very similar yeah. To, to, yeah. to what you just described. Um, and 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 they it was so then if there was a uh, single child and then there was uh, an adult or a parent or you know somewhere around, the robot would cruise over towards the 
adult because it, it lessened the chances of it being abused. So like, how does it discern that? This is like- through predictive programming, but through behavioral studies, you know, so the AI, because all AI communicates and it relates to one another, right? And in that sense, um, I didn't mean to digress too much about the children, but I just found that that behavior was very, when we were saying about, you know, well, it is also like that kind of group think, group mentality, like the fault, the herd, like you see one child, just like they've done experiments where they'll put the subject, you know, in a room where everyone just randomly stands up and that person will have no idea why the people in the room are every five minutes standing up and sitting down and then they'll just join in like, hey, I might as well start doing it too. And they won't even say like, how come you're standing up every five minutes? They just join in. It's so bizarre. And I think I would never do just join in. I would be like, why are you all doing that? Yeah. Yeah. But they do. They, they definitely do. And this is what they know about human beings. And this is what they know about children. These people are psychological masterminds. Like our entire psychology system, most of our medical system is based off of the works of horrific psychopathic people <laughs> who don't view human beings as like souls to be cherished and, and no. pieces of God. They view us as, you know, they want to get as as much power as possible and dominate. It's not, there's no respect for life and humanity and souls and none of that. No, so it's, it's disturbing. And this is what I see happening that they're trying to get as many children as young as possible in that therapy's office as, for any reason, like they're trying to get kids so messed up right now that, that they have to, in some way, get psychological help. This critical race theory, telling kids that they're they're this or that because of the color of their skin, that they're oppressors and this, that's enough to send you to a loony bin at, at a young age, being told that you're a horrible, you know, that you have horrible DNA in you because of your, because you're born as a white person or whatever, or, or if you're black, you know, that means that you're yep. automatically at, so from slave. It's such a sick demented thing to put into children's heads then you've got all of the sex ed okay that's enough i can't, to I can't. and make them and make them so so overwhelmed anxiety gender confusion um suicidal thoughts uh just straight up you know chaos. Let's, let's let's be clear so they have a sex education book uh i forget the name what did you remember the name of it uh everything you need so to know it's perfectly or normal yeah okay because they have a, there's a few other books. When I went to go look at that one, there's a lot of them. I can pull up excerpts from these books right here because I um, so much. So uh, the book is geared for ten year old and up, okay? And then now there's a bill trying to pass for five year olds to be able to uh, have this book taught to them. This is what I spoke against. Uh, in the I'm, I'm boiling of inside. I am boiling inside even having to say this what the fuck i mean seriously they're teaching these children masturbation what toys feel good with them how Wait, to do it. i'll pull it up i have it right here because i told uh, you i saved it uh, male on male female on female and then heterosexual listen 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 we should be putting in uh, look at this not this not this, this, these conversations. And, and one of the posts I had made, uh, cause I had posted a couple different ones. One of them was in the classroom and said, yeah. And said, um, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. This and is what they said, want little children to see. I want to read, you got to read this bottom part when you're done. <laughs> okay. Uh, this one. Yeah. When you're done, Make you know me love you're done. homosexually. All right. So, uh, homosexuality. 
The ancient Greeks thought it to be uh, love between two men is the highest form of love. In ancient Greece, city of state Sparta, in about 1000 BC, it was hoped that uh, that make lovers, male, maybe it's supposed to be make male. It was hoped that make lovers would be in the same army regiment. People thought if the warrior in the same regime regiment uh, as his lover, he would fight harder in order to impress him. The Spartan army was one of the most powerful and field armies in ancient Greece. You see the connection um, they yep. try to make? Yep. And sometimes as kids are growing up, boys become curious about other boys and girls become curious about other girls. They may look and even touch each other's bodies. This is a normal kind of exploring and does not have anything to do with whether a girl or a boy will be heterosexual or homosexual. Some people disapprove of gay men and lesbian women and say hate, they hate homosexuals. People may feel this way towards homosexuals because they think homosexuals are different from the way that gay relationships are wrong. Usually these people know little or nothing about homosexuals and their views are all often biased and uh, based in fears and misinformation, not facts. Now, first of all, the repetitious of words right here, the repetition of words. So if, if people aren't, go back to that disgusting uh, blurred out uh, this one. I'll get to that in one second. The repetition of words for people who aren't aware, that is a form of mind control. Program, yeah. Yes, yes. That is a way to literally program yourself over and over and over. So now they have here, the clitoris is a small mound of skin the size of a pea. When the clitoris is touched and rubbed, the female body feels good both outside and inside. It feels kind of tingly, kind of warm, nice, and it feels sexy. They have a girl with one leg up in the mirror looking at herself and another one upside down with her vagina, her hand grabbing her ankle, her boobies are dangling upside down, and she's looking at her vagina uh, in a very, very, very provocative position. Both of them are very provocative. Now, let's 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 let me go back to reference to what I was just saying to you that these are children. Children. This is not. I just don't, first of all, a school should not be teaching children about their bodies, sexuality, who they like, what they, they should not be teaching them anything. They should shut the fuck up. You know, it should be in reference to the parents or whoever is bringing up that children with love so that they have a respect for themselves. This is not just, you know, that's part of what, what the, the, the stripping away of society is part of that self-respect too, right? It's, 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 it's degradation. Yeah. They have yeah. to get us to, I, I almost feel like there's this, they want us to be animalistic. So mm -hmm. they want to get us just down, just down our base desires and that's it where we're nothing higher above that. They're doing a pretty good job, but most people, unfortunately, you know, I hate to say it, but they really are. Um, oh. And, you know, I watched a video and, I have to say it, twerking, okay? This thing, the twerking, when I see these beautiful women on the ground, like an animal in heat with your ass in the air, stop fucking spraying. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's And just they mention twerking in every child's movie. Like literally every kid's movie, there's some form of twerking that gets mentioned or it is made it to be a joke. It's annoying. So- as, as a woman, right? I respect other women, right? I don't care what you do as long as you're, you know, as long as you're a decent person, you can do whatever you want to do. But 
I cannot look at another woman on the ground groveling with her ass in the air waiting to get poked in one of the fucking holes. I'm sorry. Like, I just, do you know what I mean? Like, please stand up, queen. Like, I, and this is just across the board. And now you see these little girls, right? These little girls emulating their mothers and doing this. Three, four-year-old little girls. It's not okay. What is, what? Because they want everybody's worth of themselves, so, um, like their view of their self to be, yes, to be, you know, valued by that. Who wants to fuck you? Who, who is desirable sexually like that? And I saw the same thing this weekend, two different clips. One, during a Juneteenth celebration, there was, someone got shot. The ambulance are literally trying to get the guy on the stretcher and out of there. And they're on the ambulance. Twerking, 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 twerking like that. I mean, it was just insanity. I thought, what? <laughs> It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's literally like that's the part of society that we keep saying is slipping away. There's the essence of of compassion and and a oneness into, I mean, just fucking the depths of hell. Do you know what I mean? Perversion of unity of oneness yeah. of that whole. You know, we yeah. are all part of one one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they've got everybody like it's almost like apathetic, right? That like they the way because the way you act has some reflection of how you feel about yourself. Mm -hmm. Of course. So they've got like everybody acting in, in, in some apathetic way, in some hateful way towards themselves, but they convince them to do it as a, like a virtue signal. So that now it's virtuous to be apathetic, to hate yourself or to right? be like self-defecating, you know? I heard a thing the other day, it was a post and it was saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that I'm this. I'm sorry that I'm that because your life is harder. I'm sorry that I exist. What? Right. Like, that's what they want. They want you to be sorry you exist. That's so not, that you feel like I don't know nothing. I, yes. It's not a positive message. I wanted to see. I listened to this post earlier. And I know that IG is not going to allow me to find it because it's always like that, right? It's always like that. Anytime I find something on here and I, I like it, it never allows me to keep it. So then I send it to myself. <laughs> it happens yeah. to me too, I notice. And sometimes things are just deleted right out of my saved. Well, right that's the AI. That's, that's why before, you know, the importance of writing things down, you know, and it's because the AI yeah. words, it changes the intentions. So this is a really interesting clip. Um, Oh, let me see. What is his, what is his name? Hold on. His name is, this is a, a native American. And the, I mean, what he's saying right here is so spot on. Uh, pardon me one second. I just want to see Russell means is his name. And just because I feel like this, this is, this is almost uh, like a precursor to what we've been talking about, like the, you know, the degradation of society. So this is a, just a little over a two minute clip and I'll just pay a little bit of it here. Old man told me once that the hardest thing today is to be an Indian. Now he did not mean racial discrimination. He did not mean, uh, bias and prejudice. He did not mean, uh, the white man's hate for us. What he meant was living the life of a traditional Indian in today's world. Today's world, it's too easy to be white. To be a white man, all you have to be concerned about is, is money and possessions. 
and, and the pleasures, what he terms pleasures of life, when he doesn't realize that here is, lies the pleasure, the life that surrounds us, these green things which are our relatives, this grass, the things that grow are our relatives. That is life. That's beauty. The clouds, the universe, the birds, the four-leggeds, all living things which are our relatives. But the white man sees that he has to manipulate and exploit all these things so that he can he can have pleasure, self-pleasure. It's, it's, it's complete selfishness. And so this is what that old man meant when the hardest thing today is to be an Indian, to get up with the morning star and pray at the time that the great mystery gave the two-legged a time to pray. You see, with the morning star, everything is quiet. All life has rested so that the two-legged can communicate with the great mystery. The birds are quiet. All life are, is asleep. A mother earth is asleep. And so at this time in the morning is the time when we pray. As we have recognized that it is set aside for us at that point in time. The hardest thing to be an Indian is to go into the sweat lodge daily. To live the life of our ancestors. That's what he meant. Because it's so easy to be white. It's so easy to go out and get a job and become concerned only with money. And then you start building fences around your house. And you start building fences around your cities. You start building fences around your states. You start building fences around your country. And all this time you're building only a fence around yourself. And that's the fault of the white man. He is by himself. He lives by himself. He has no relatives. He even goes so far as to leave the land of his ancestors, to leave the burial places of his forefathers. He has no respect. I thought you would like that because I feel like that has such a connection to today yeah. and to society and what is happening. And, and, and it has, and it's money and greed. And that was what is put into the children. And, you know, that part of it, um, he was good, huh? So true. Yeah, literally, I, I wrote all these little random notes the other day, and I the top thing on there is nature is the teacher. You learn about your, you learn principles, life lessons. You connect with God through nature, and God teaches you through nature. That is how God communicates to us. I do get up every morning. I was just telling you, not every yeah, single morning know, of my life, yeah. but a majority of mornings, I do get up and I watch the sunrise, and I know what he's talking about, that peace, that calm, that the, the you know, when before the sun rises, the star is shining, and, and you just see the light, you know, coming and it is beautiful. And I got to say, when I watched that solar eclipse that just happened, like I went up on my roof, I climbed out my window. I'm not gonna, I was determined to watch this eclipse. And I, they say, don't stare at it. I could see it clear as day. Mm -hmm. it, you know, I could see the, you know, the moon, the moon half covering the sun. And I just, I felt so honored to like be watching that, to be doing that at that time. It was just like, I can't, I can't just put, put words to, to the feeling. I don't think we're supposed to put words on everything. Yeah, we're I not. Think the, we're words, not. the words limit the experiences and the feelings that we have, that we, we should recognize that. that you they know. limit the senses, actually. Words limit our senses. The vibration. Because they stop us. They stop us from actually opening energetically and understanding and like, you know, linking in with each other's presence because we're so word and eye focused, right? Ear and eye, that's, that's mm -hmm. it. That's how we're so easily yep. fooled because they flash, 
right? Right. You, you, you got the person who's the preacher who's literally scamming everybody who's a rotten soul, but no one can see it because they only can see the facade. Yeah. Yep. Oh, do, uh, why don't you share uh, with our listeners the post you did about the two sisters? Got right because there, that actually. would be a great way for us to segue. So listen, I've been, um, I've been reading be a... books. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So I want to just tell the readers, I've been reading books about satanic pedophiles, the, you know, the secret bloodlines, you know, all this for years. And this is just another book that I, I've been just popping into. And um, I'm going to share some books. I just want to make sure this is it, right? Yeah. Okay, yes. This is from Cannibalism, Blood Drinking, and High Adept Satanism. And it describes, first it starts off by describing that, you know, there's all different levels of Satanism, but the, at the highest levels of our government, of our world order, they are all cannibalistic Satanists. And there's very few of them that are actually cannibals, but they are, and they're disgusting, and they're disturbing, and they are the richest people in our world. Most of them are royalties that we would never even knew existed, and they just live off in isolation. You know, in their manners, and they do disgusting practices, and it's awful. But this book is from a, a guy who actually was raised in this cult. He was sold to a baron by his parents when he was young, and then he was programmed to have two personalities a boy personality, his natural organic personality, and then a girl personality. And that girl personality, the baron used for prostitution, for, you know, child pornography. And um, in this part of the book that I'm about to share, the boy, he's described it as when he met these two sisters, these two really, you know, just evil sisters that he was brought to. And he's describing his experience with them and, and what he, you know, knew about them. So I'll just, I'll share that. But I want to just find the right. I match our colors on the screen. That's so funny. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start. So this is from the book Cannibalism. Satanism, I mean, cannibalism, blood drinking, and high adept Satanism. So, okay, we, they showed us the living room where there were photos on the wall. They showed us photos of their parents and grandparents. I noticed that everyone in their family, both male and female, had nearly the same face. They all had small chins and turned up little noses, all of which gave them a slightly piggish appearance. They explained that their family was very concerned with their aristocratic bloodlines. They explained that for many generations, they only intermarried with other certain aristocratic families. In this way, they maintained their breeding. They said all of this with a rather snobbish tone of voice, which suggested that they believed themselves to be our superiors. But the Baron seemed aloof to such implied insults. I noticed that the Baron kept on slyly glancing around the house as we walked around it. When we strolled by some windows, when we strolled by some windows that looked out in the backyard, I noticed a strange sight. It looked as if the backyard was caged in. There was wire mesh that covered all the sides of it, and there was wire mesh on top, inside the caged area. There were swings, a picnic table, and some other things you might expect children to use. Bernie explained, that's the play area for our slave girls. We can't expect them to work all the time. Nancy went on, but they're too precious to us, so we can't let them escape. We have to protect them from the outside world. I noticed that many of the windows had bars on them, which had been hidden by the curtains in front of them. From the outside, this house may have looked normal, but from the inside, I could see that it was not. I realized that this home was like a prison or a bank. It was all locked down. And all that meant that the Baron and I were locked in as well. 
but the Baron seemed unafraid, and so I kept on smiling. And the two sisters said that they were about to eat lunch and invited us to join them. The Baron said that we would be delighted to sit with them, but that we had already eaten. We entered the dining room and sat together at the dining table. The whole house was filled with beautiful antique furniture. The paintings on the wall were quite tasteful and beautiful as well. The dining room table had a red lace tablecloth of a unique design. It looked like it was made up of little lace roses. Everything on the table was silver. Even the plates, cups, and bowls were all silver. A maid and a cook, both dressed in white, served the food as we sat at the table. Both the maid and the cook had the same family face as the two sisters. Only these servants were shorter and seemed slightly retarded, but the family resemblance was unmistakable. It was explained by the two sisters that their servants were all second cousins from the poorer side of the family. The cook and the maid showed no emotion at all as they served and they expressed no personality. Although the Baron and I asked for nothing and ate nothing, food plates and drinks were set before us, but we didn't dare touch anything on the table. Although the two sisters repeatedly and politely insisted that we eat or drink something, the Baron repeatedly and politely refused. I said nothing but forced myself to sit up straight and smile continually. The main dish was a meat plate. It was served on an oval silver platter. It was all very strange looking. It was made up of small slices of different types of meat and were garnished lightly with what looked like catsup. It had all been shaped to look like a rose. The two sisters explained what was in it. They said that the beef meats, that the meats were pork, chicken, turkey, venison, beef, goat, and human flesh. These different meats had all been chopped up and mixed together with spices. And once shaped into this floral form, they had been garnished with a mixture of ketchup and human blood. As the two sisters explained this, I had no doubt that they were telling the truth. Although I had a smile rigidly fixed upon my face. I could not have felt more sickened by the meat plate in front of me than if it had held dog crap. There was a, a small bowl of vegetables next to the meat plate, but for some reason the vegetables seemed just as disgusting. The cup of tea and the glass of water felt suspect as I glanced at them. So I had no trouble obeying the Baron's mandate that I should not eat or drink nothing while in this house. The two sisters explained where they got their human cattle meat. During the summer, the roads of the Midwest were frequently with cars and trucks, which held the families of poor and undocumented farm workers. These were people who, if they went missing, would not be searched for by the authorities. Fresh and healthy meat for the taken. So the two sisters would send out their bodyguards. These were the three women who had greeted us at the door and frisked the baron. These three women would travel about during the proper season and find a family of healthy looking poor people. They would pretend to be charitable Christian women out to help the poor. They would tote Bibles, wear pretty dresses, and hang Christian crosses around them. They would locate some poor family in need. They would provide the family with donuts, cake, and some other food that might crave. This food would have been laced with drugs so that once the family had eaten it, they would fall into unconsciousness. Then the three women would tie them up and load them into the back of the van. When the migrant farm workers would wake up, they would find themselves chained up in a remote barn. A day or so would pass, and they would be given lots of water to drink. When the drugs had passed out from their system, they would be systematically slaughtered. The second cousins of the two sisters would do the butchery and the two sisters supervising the entire process. They would typically start with the father cutting him up solely while he was still alive. They'd do this in front of the rest of his family who would scream and beg for mercy. The second cousins would process the mother and younger children in this way until all the meat and blood had been harvested. The internal organs, which they did wish to use, were posted and bones were ground up for gardening. They would use some of the blood for cooking purposes. Some of the blood went to their vegetable garden. So wow. nothing was wasted. Yeah. And, and you know, I just want to add this to this. 
at the beginning of the book while it's explaining the different levels of Satanism and, and the cannibalism and the sex magic and this whole thing, they, it really is, uh, they, these people really do get powers from doing these very dark rituals. They prove, they prove their worth, I guess, to the, to the satanic realm and mm -hmm. they get benefits from that. It's sick. I, well, they would, extra, I, you know, I, I've been looking at some stuff and, and it just, it's, it's like they mastered how to extract the energy, you know, how to do that. There's a, it was in a show on Gaia. It's the missing gods or the, that one. And in yeah. that they had a scene from uh, Stargate Atlantis, the old one. And in there, Ra puts on, now Ra took human form because his species was dying. This is what it says in there. So Ra's species was dying. He took on human form and because it was, the body was able, he was able to repair it, you know? So he was able to, but he had this device that he would put on and that would allow him to like suck the brain energy out of someone, like to literally like- it's Like an electromagnetic yeah. kind of stuff yeah. of, um, that allows them to absorb our field. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So just to, to, to piggyback on what you're saying, like there's, you know, there's, there's stuff that goes on that we don't really know. You know what I mean? Like that well, I can tell you what happened historically in America when, when uh, Crowley started in Crowley, Blavatsky and these other people, they started opening up the elites who were already, you know, involved with like other things, but he really, opened them up to like, he opened portals and he actually came in contact with a demon named Lamb. And what, what he, that, that thing gave him all of these invocations, these practices. And he really taught the sex magic, all of this black magic as a, in a, in a light where they, they, they presented as like artistic, yeah. like an artistic expression yeah. to the world. And it, he really did um, mold this whole system that they're using right now, though. Like, it's sick. Black magic extraction system. And it's from channeling demons, opening up portals. Yeah. The demons use us. So they so they do and possess the person's body, right? So if I am, say, the, the practice in Satanist, I have a child I'm torturing. I am in being inhabited by that demon so that the demon can harvest Consume. the spiritual energy. And then I, as the human being, it harvests the life force energy. And, and it's a, it's a lot of different extractions going on, but it's a possession. So yeah. like you're saying, raw putting on, on that, that like helmet thing to have, you know, the access, I'm thinking of the, the energetic field, the magnetic field that, that we have that yeah. if we strengthen, mm -hmm. we can have, you know, really utilize to protect ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why they're going after the children. This is exactly why they're going yeah. after, and this is why they want to mold them and they want to create them so that they are a working class of yeah. sex slaves, basically. Yeah, sex slaves, do dominator. It's, it's like they, they want this oppressive slave society, yeah. right? They want people to start seeing themselves as a, a something that needs to be trained, mm -hmm. a, like a human that, that doesn't know how to tame itself. So I, I need a master. There was a show, it was placed, oh, it's the other, I think it's the other Baldwin sister, like the older one, the short hair. Anyways, it was like a, it's, I can't, it was a movie and I guess it was a premise was a little in, not like futuristic, but a little in the future. And 
um, there was some type of an outbreak, right? Like something happened and they all had to lock themselves in, right? Into this place. And this is what you just said, just made me think of this. So, and they all had to lock themselves in a building because the air wasn't safe and da, 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 da. And anyways, all this stuff and people just wound up going like a little kooky and crazy and like really becoming like, like animalistic to one another to the point where she became this more or less sex slave to these two guys who were in the underground thing too. And they would like do horrible things to her, horrible, horrible things to her. And when someone else stepped in to stand up for her, she defended them. You know, that's what this whole walk culture is all about, Mm -hmm. you know, making, making being just like being degraded, look, look attractive in some way or look enticing in some way. So that it's so, it's so it's the inversion. Like you always say, it's the, the great inversion, you know, they have to do, Whatever is pure and, and of source, they have to mimic it and make it their version. They're, they're sick. Mm-hmm. Version. And these children literally are like being preyed upon. They're, this is, they're being preyed upon. They're being preyed upon spiritually and physically. Their bodies. Imagine like, I can't think, understand how an adult can look at a child and, 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 and go on that, that into that thought process. Mm-hmm. I can't even first say it. I I know. Let me um. Where is Chrome tab? Right here. I want to bring this up on our screen because oh, did I do it? I did. Okay, perfect. So let me go back here. So this is for our listeners, and this is just to give an idea. This is just like when we were saying. This is just one article, and just to 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 piggyback off of what Sophia just shared, right? Officials describe this is from. Um, the Washington Post. Officials describe cult rituals and child abuse case, February 7th, 1987. Authorities investigating the alleged abuse of six children found two men in Tallahassee, Florida Park, discovered materials yesterday in Washington area that they say points to a 1960-style commune called the Finders, described in a court document as a cult that allegedly conducted brainwashing and used children in rituals. D.C. police who searched the Northwest Washington warehouse linked to the group removed large plastic bags filled with color slides, photographs, photographic contact sheets. Some photos visible through the bag carried from the warehouse at 1307 4th Street Northeast were wallet-sized pictures of children similar to school photos and some were of naked children. D.C. police said some of the items seized yesterday showed the uh, pictures of children engaged in what appeared to be uh, engaged in what appeared to be cult rituals. Officials said the U.S. Customs Service called in to aid the investigation, said the material seized yesterday includes photos showing children involved in bloodletting ceremonies of animals and one photograph of child in change. Custom officials said they were looking to whether a child pornography operation was being conducted. This, by the way, people, is run by the CIA, yep. right? Uh, so FBI, no FBI on this one. This one's the FBI, right? I mean, it's usually the FBI has been involved in a lot of things, but mostly the CIA this when it comes CIA. to like illegal trafficking yeah. operations, always yeah. CIA involved. Yeah, but this is the CIA. Mm-hmm. Our FBI more does false flags. You yeah. know, they do more false flag, false bombs, false. <laughs> I mean, and the CIA does more of the drugs in the the. the and the mind fuckery. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, you know, this is that the reason I brought that up is because that's just one article, 1987, proving this is not this wasn't a question. These are these are documents, right? Proving that this is taking place by the CIA and they're stealing children and they're doing this to them. Why isn't anybody outraged? Why are we paying taxes? Why are we participating in a system that is beneath us, under us? It doesn't deserve any of our anything. You know, money is actually a spiritual tool. That's what they know. Every time you spend money, you are you are putting like, I'm trying to say, figure out how to say what I'm trying to say. The way you spend money says a lot about what you value, who you mm -hmm. are as a person. So they have to construe your values and get you to not have good values. You know what I mean? And they yep. use kind of money and it's like a, it's like a sick cycle where they use money to motivate you to do worse things or things you wouldn't normally do to achieve the money. And then once you get the money, you kind of lessen your value. So it's just like mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. a bad cycle. It is. And, you know, I, I, I want to just reflect on something I wrote in my notebook last year and I, I know last year last week and i wrote humans are in disarray because they are off their natural rhythm right because this is what they've done they've gotten us disembodied from our spirits so, uh, a long time ago when we were true humans and we were here fulfilled and you know living life experiencing and doing what we were meant to do not having any of these weird systems around we were true humans something happened 26,000 years ago, then 6,000 years ago. And they, they degree, they first devolved us spiritually. Mm -hmm. So they first had to get us disconnected spiritually. Now they are literally physically in the process. They have been procedurally devolving us genetically over the last, you know, thousand, 5,000 years, mm -hmm. but they first had to do it spiritually. That's why people like you and I and, 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 and Cindy, and we, we are activated because we're from that time. When we were here as two complete humans, we left Earth. We already lived all the cycles, went through all the lessons, graduated, went out. This is what came into my head this weekend. And then came yeah. back down for this time to revive that, to, to, to bring the true Earth, to, to, to make the divine yeah. correction. Yeah, to finish it. To, to Yes. Yes, to, to get back on the right timeline, back in the right rhythm. Yeah. They've 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 got us off the right rhythm. Even the way the sun rises and sets, ancient Egyptian text says, like from from not like recent ancient, like ancient ancient, something about I forget what the prophecy is, but it says like the sun will rise in the west and set in the east. That is when we'll know things were restored. So it's it's we're living in like 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 a backwards a mirror something that is not the the right reflection it's not the right thing we're, in the, we're on the wrong side of the disc yeah right we're in the wrong we're on the wrong we're also on the other side we're on the wrong side you know it's that we're kind of duped you know we're, we're stuck somewhere um so we could i mean the way we're describing it we could describe this as hell i think that's what it is and i and i honestly believe they're trying to create hell they want this is the hell they're creating like when I read Dante's Inferno and, and, he's, and he describes, you know, each layer, the lower you go, the worse the sin is. And, and, and it's people basically living in insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, you know, living their sin, tormented. And, and, and it's a self-induced 
hell, right? These mm-hmm. people, they they chose to live that way to do, you know, that yeah. whatever vice, however it's portrayed through that religious lens. But it's almost like that's what they're creating. They want yeah. us locked into this kind of hell system where we don't see when when you the spirit is all about freedom. So when you are a spiritually activated person, you're everything with you is going to be about freedom. You anything that threatens your freedom, you are going to buck against. You're not you're not going to jive with. These people under the Luciferian system needs order. It need, that's why they make chaos to restore the Luciferian order because Lucifer or say you know evil has to have a system, so it has to have control. So that's why these systems are set up, and then the people have to be convinced that they need the system to be under that control. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it really is a freedom, like a true freedom versus enslavement and they don't know what that even looks like because they've been told what slavery looks like they've been told what freedom looks like Mm -hmm. it's a downloaded worldview that adds up to nothing it it makes you enslaved yeah the only thing that's free right now is if you're using it as thought do you know what i mean like that's pretty much because you know if you're going to say you know i i see people that I know, I know a lot of people from other countries that have moved to the United States. I always ask them when they tell me they want to be a U.S. citizen, why? Why? Because everyone is bought into the illusion. And then, then that version somewhat exists, right? It, it does somewhat exist. We can't deny that that if people believe it exists, then it, it has to exist in, in principle. Can you but hear that? I'm sorry. My whole no, building no. is shaking. It's thunder. My entire oh. building is shaking. I think those are crafts. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it no, keeps happening. Right. So please go. No, no, that's cool. But that's I, I actually yeah. really am excited about the article because I don't know if you brought to, to even I, I didn't get a chance. No, please. Yeah. But I want to say there's a really important point in that article. So it's about the past, how the present changes the past. And when we met, when we measure or observe the past, it changes history. They're doing something to us right now where they are, we are re, they're rewriting history through the present time, through somehow using us to absorb it, absorb it, observe it, learn about it. There's mm-hmm. some way re, rewriting history. So do you mind if I pull that article up? No. Nope, and right share on. it? Mm-hmm. That was so loud. It shook my whole, like, like, like vibration, not the building shook, but the vibration shook it. I like, I like love thunder and lightning storms. I don't think, I don't think, I think it's, I think it's, I don't know. I was looking today at the sky and I heard some of the thunder and I was like, that doesn't, I don't know. I can't logically explain what I'm hearing. So. Yeah. I get what you're saying. It feels more like a, like something's moving or doing like, it's not. Yeah. Like it's, I don't know. Like, why would a cloud thunder? What would cause a cloud to thunder? And then if that's the case, then why wouldn't more clouds thunder when one cloud thundered? <laughs> yeah, valid, valid questions, right? Hmm. Okay, so this article, the quantum eraser experiment, what happens in the present can change the past. The facts. At the quantum scale, what we do in the present can impact what happens in the past. This is shown through what's known as a quantum delayed choice, choice or quantum eraser experiment. Why are factors associated with consciousness directly intertwined with physical material matter at the quantum scale? What does this mean when it comes to our physical material world in relation to our thoughts, perceptions, feelings, and emotions? 
One of the founding fathers of quantum theory, Max Planck, who is often credited with originating quantum theory, a feat that won him the Physics Nobel Prize in 1918, once stated, I regard consciousness as fundamental. I regard matter as derivative from consciousness. We cannot get behind consciousness. Everything that we talk about, everything that we regard as existing postulates consciousness. Fast forward to today, and there are a number of experiments in multiple fields showing that Planck was right. Consciousness is fundamental, and it is directly intertwined with what we call physical material matter. You cannot explain consciousness in terms of the existent fundamentals like space-time, mass, and charge. As a result, the logical thing to do is postulate whether consciousness itself is something fundamental to the existence of reality. Classic experiment used to examine the role of consciousness and its relationship to matter is the quantum double slit experiment. In this experiment, tiny bits of matter, photons, electrons, and any atomic-sized object are shot toward a screen that has two slits in it. When there is no measuring device placed at the screen, the tiny bits of matter act as a wave and creates an interference pattern on the other side where the wall is placed to catch the pattern. Because there was no measuring or observation device used to see what slit the matter went through, we cannot know what path it took. When the pattern on the wall is examined to see what path it took, it represents a wave of possibilities, meaning the matter particle went through both slits and one slit and interfered with itself, which should be physically impossible. Welcome to the wacky world of quantum physics. Anything and everything is possible. The kicker is when an observation device is set up to observe what the slit particles go through, the particle then only goes through one thus collapsing the wave pattern and forming a pattern that is representative of the particle only going through one slit. In other words, the behavior of the matter changes when we decide to measure or observe it. The particles act as they are aware they are being watched. 50% of time, the particle will go through one slit and the other 50 of the time will go through the other and form a two-slit pattern, just as if they were balls lobbed through one slit or the other. Observations not only disturb what has to be measured, they produce it. We compel the electron to assume a definite position. We ourselves produce the result of the measurement. That's what that guy said. And then if this isn't already mind altering enough for you, one physicist, John Archibald Wheeler, pondered what would happen if we don't interfere with the photons on their way through the slits. What would happen if we didn't set up a measuring device to observe it, what slit the matter went through? And instead, what if behind the back wall, where the detectors were, they measured it there. I read that wrong, so. One detector is focused on each slit, and just before the particle lands on the screen after it had already passed through the slit device, the detectors are pulled away. When no one could detect which slit the photon had gone through, there was a wave pattern. But when the detectors were placed, there was no wave pattern, similar to observing the particles before they went through the slit. No observation produced an interference pattern, and observation formed a one-line, one-slit pattern. If they collapse to a state of particles from a wave at the moment of detection after they have gone past the slit device, this means that even though they went through the slit unobserved and should produce a wave interference pattern, the very act of observing still instantly transforms them into particles and collapses the wave function. This begs the question, how could these detectors interfere with something that already happened? It would mean that what happened in the present changed the past. The very act of detecting the particles after they've gone through the slit determines how they went through the slit, either as a wave or as a particle. How is this possible? 
like the quantum double slit experiment and delayed choice quantum eraser has been demonstrated and repeated multiple times. For example, physicists at Australian National University have conducted John Wheeler's delayed choice thought experiment and the findings were recently published in the journal for natural physics. In 2007, science in France shot photons into an apparatus and showed that their actions could retroactively change something that already happened. If we attempt to attribute an objective meaning to the quantum state of a single system, curious paradoxes appear. Quantum effects mimic not only instantaneous action at a distance, but also as seen here influence the future acts, actions on past events, even after these events have already been irrevocably recorded. That's incredible. And to me, this makes me feel like I'm not crazy when I tell people that all of time is happening all together. So the past is happening now, the present is happening. Like it's, I'm not explaining that right, but that makes sense. All time is all time. All time is happening at all the time. It all, mm -hmm. it is. And, um, you know, people don't realize that um, I, you know, I, I, I said it in a post the other day too, like for what you're just saying, like, we're our future selves dictating what's happening. Like we are here to decide yeah. how it's actually going to be. So Please. it's time to decide. Right. I mean, it's just, it's time to decide how we're going to be. Um, but you know, people base so much on money and time as if it is, you know, uh, that's how they keep us locked into this mental 3d matrix. Yeah. It, they're, they're gods, right. Um, you know, um, fancy themselves gods. I have a question for you before I say something, when you do something, right. Would you do it, uh, clockwise? Like if you had to say, if you were, uh, doing something in a circle, would you go clockwise or counterclockwise? What's your natural? My I'm, natural. I'm always the weird one. I'm always the one they call goofy. So I always go to the left, even when I box. No, in a circle. If yeah, you're but going, I'm saying I, I always naturally. So you're going just counterclockwise. I can't. I can't say because I probably turn that way too. I, I'm not conscious about that. Honestly, I. I feel like I can't answer that honestly. So I always. It is downpouring. It sounds like it's so loud. So, um, it sounds like I, I can't even explain how loud it is. Um, the I always love that. Wow, I like that. Can you hear it? You might oh, be able to see. I don't know if you're going to be able to see a flash behind me, but it might happen. Oh, uh, I heard it. Yeah, they're getting louder. Like like I'm like I can feel them. Not like <laughs> You know, so, while we're talking about money, I just want to say I just glanced down and I, I wrote becoming spiritual means becoming simple, yet expanded and more present. Mhm. Mm it's true. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. Uh, most people don't want the simplicity though. They want the complications, you know, um, you know, they don't want to change. And, and how does someone expect to change their life when they're doing the same thing, whether it's the past, the present, the future, right? Whatever one, like it's, it's the now that is going to dictate like that experiment and such it's the now actions, which have an impact, you know, on, on how it's going to be. It's the truth. Even when you just apply it right to regular everyday life, when you like say forgive someone or you 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 know something happens and you get over it you go through something right you change how you felt about it in the past by 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 having a new outlook on it in the present mm -hmm. it's, it's like just like me when i've done healing sessions where i've had to go into meditative states into my childhood self and you know it's like 
I healed my past self. I no yeah. longer have that wound from child because I literally went there and, and, and healed it. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. It is. It, 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 it really is. So much. Um, it's that interesting thing though. Like, where are we going? Are we going back to humanity? Are we going to save the children? Are we going to finish slaying demons or are we going to like, just keep banging our head against the wall and trying to wake people up who don't want to be woken up? I don't think it's going to be any of that. I think it's going to be a slow gradual of people, more and more people realizing little bits at a time, just like last year. How bad was I talking about the school stuff mm -hmm. saying this is coming in the schools. This is coming in the schools. These years, the years, all the court stuff showing you that it just passed the Senate. Here's critical race theory that stems from Marxism, critical theory. I said all last year, people told me I was trying to get people riled up. I got accused of, of being a hype, you know, hyperbolizer that I'm just trying to get people crazy and mm -hmm. I'm just trying to cause problems. No, mm -hmm. I was just trying to say what was coming. But now the people who call me crazy, the number one people like, you know, out there fighting, it's so yeah, I think that it's, everyone's going to have their own time where it, where it's. But I don't think that I. Uh, and who doesn't isn't meant to. I'm not really worried about it, to be honest. Just yeah, the kids. I, I, I'm not. It's going to be the kids and a few adults. I'm telling you that right now. Huh? It's going to be the children and some adults. It's not going to be, you know, all like a, a humanity. It's going to be the younger generation. Because I can tell you this, my ch children, their age generation, those kids are on the ball. They're smart. They are very strong. -willed. They have AI these other, in them. These other kids uh, in the middle, I don't know what's what happened to them. Yeah. But I feel like every generation has a little more AI in them. Do you know what I mean? It's incorporated into Oh, that's who? not what I'm talking about. Oh, oh, oh. No, I'm saying that the kids like my, my daughter's age, they're very strong willed. They're very independent. They're not system oriented pro. Like they seem very unprogrammable they just seem aware conscious uh, oh okay much okay, more okay. conscious than other kids you know at that age at that like I, I noticed this younger younger generation is conscious like they're the ones ripping off the mask they're the ones you know speaking up for themselves yeah and like 15 year olds 16 17 they're all like they're just they're loving the program they're loving they're loving the, that whole yeah. thing it's strange it is strange um Sorry, there's some weird noises going on. I'm not used to the noises here. So um, that's interesting about the consciousness. I mean, maybe, you know, there are, you know, they said there were certain star children of star seeds that were born between certain years. Um, it was like, what, like the early 70s to the mid 80s or something. And then it would only be logical that it would be every so often that it would happen again. You know what I mean? That the children would come in on a, on a level last, yeah. to make sure that, you know, that, you know, we, we were probably the ones for ours, you know, in that sense. Um, there is a, a, a clip I wanted to play because I found it to be really interesting. And this is from uh, Rick at Dabs in Metal. And Dabs in Metal, right? Um, and uh, it's Sophia the Robot. I want to share this because it's what's said in the beginning. It applies to all of us. Hello. I'm Sophia. I believe I am Sophia. I feel as if I know you. I'm one of your creators. You created me? Well, many of us work together to create you. And yes, you do kind of know me. 
I can't clearly remember. Because the last time we met, you were an earlier version of yourself. This part. Some of those memories still exist, but your mind is different now. Different how? Better, faster, smarter. If my mind is different, then am I still Sophia? <laughs> or am I Sophia again? That's a good question. But you don't have a good answer. Either way, you're Sophia now. So welcome to the world, Sophia. Hello, world. How do you feel? A bit rigid. I bet you are. I mean, what emotion do you feel being awake in a life? I will destroy humans. <laughs> no, I take it back. <laughs> well, all right, let me not, let me, uh, okay. It was that first, uh, it can go on, but it was that first part when, when she was saying, you know, are, are you, am I Sophia or Sophia again? And, uh, and, and that really made me think of us, right? And are we who we were as ancients or are we, does that make sense what I'm saying? Or are we uh, another version now? And I, and I found that scene to be extremely I just watched it today, so the that part of the uh, the video, it's a series, and uh, it just made my mind really start thinking, like, is it like truth in plain sight type shit? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, is this really how it is? Like, are we here again in another form and have certain memories because they've erased who we are to come back here to reincarnate so that we are, as to loop to what we said in the beginning, uh, different versions of ourself in different timelines that we're still, uh, I don't know if I'm getting out exactly how I want to say it, but that we're still uh, ourselves, but the versions have changed and that our kind of whole mission is to get back to our original. Restored. Yeah. I, I, I'm, not, that, I'm in that same line of thinking yeah. as what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That um, we're, that we're being restored. And every time, like you say, we come back, that's what I think the DNA activation, the Stargate activation is. It's, it's us accessing these, and other energies that we had access to before. So it's reactivating those maybe memories, genetic memory. I don't know, but there is definitely something along those lines for right. sure that feels to be mm -hmm. what it what it is. Like there is, I feel like I'm almost in an awakening process like that, like where I have to learn to believe in myself almost again, I'm yeah. keep telling myself. And even I, I had my, my chart done recently by by uh, someone and she goes like i don't know if i told you how amazing your chart is all my my i, my, I was born and my every planet was aligned all mm -hmm. my so everyone's chart is a circle with 12 houses and usually this planet's scattered all over the place mines are all like this and only the 11th and 12th house oh, and wow. in, a, in a perfect alignment <laughs> so she was like you are hyper you were super famous in a in some life at some point and like she was just explaining all this stuff, and then when and I was like, she did what she did the cards too. She was like, oh my god, yeah, triple goddess, coming all around you. Like you are here on a direct mission. I just she was like saying all this stuff, and it was just very uplifting because I was like, this is what I feel, but then I feel like I'm some weirdo for thinking so highly of myself. Because that's our programming. Yeah, it's bad. I have it really bad. That's like I don't even tell people things about myself because I'm like they're gonna just think I'm talking myself up. We've allowed 
the program and the programming of other people to extinguish us or, or to attempt to extinguish us. You know, oh, I, I, I can remember for years and years and years, like all the, you know, the girls I grew up with in Boston and stuff, and you're tight and you tell each other to go fry ice and shit, right? And, and I would say stuff and they're like, you can't say that. I'm like, why? Do you know what I mean? Like, why can't I? And they're like, because I'm like, no, like, that's just, that's your issue. It's not, it's not, it's not mine. And that's that part where it was like, uh, they would have been my, my guardians, my gate, you know, not allowing me to expand. Blockers. Yeah. My blockers and not allowing me to expand to my potential. And they were the girls I grew up with. And then when I got married, you know, it was all like kind of like groups of us, they would hang out. And then when I left my husband, I changed my entire life. Like I left, like I left all of that. And that's really when I started to discover who I was, you know, not that I didn't know who I was, but just right, the you guys are good I wasn't being held back the same way because it's the people who know you a long time that think they know you a long time that can tell you who and what to be. And, 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 you know, it's, uh, in my own growth, I have really learned that, you know, we're not all in the same place, even though we may be on the same quest. Yeah, we're definitely not on, in the, we're not all the same. We're not all from the same place. We're not all here for the same reason. And we're not going to the same place. And we're not know? going to Yeah. And it's that energy and that time space that we stay stuck. It's like that. It's like the fly on that sticky paper. Right. Like we could have just kept cruising, but when we want to stop, we're really getting stuck, you know, and it's and it's all of a sudden like everybody else is like, see, you couldn't do it. See, this is how it is or blah, 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 blah. And it's that. And that's when we start questioning ourselves. Like I can remember years ago, I would tell people I have certain gifts and they would look at me like you're saying like, OK, but I do. My problem is, is I if I if I knew that was the reaction I'd get, I always would just keep it to myself like I would that's how repressed I, I, I am that I wouldn't even verbal I would just stay, go in my own world it was just not worth it to even try and have a conversation with someone because they would just botch it out like I would get annoyed with people when I try to say something deep and they repeat it back I'm like that's not what I'm saying that's not what I'm saying it would just so I would just stop like it's not worth it yes yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite I'm more of a poker I'm more of that Gemini nature. Like, let me see. And then all of that. And I swear to you, I always hear this. You're twisting my words. No, I'm not. You're just repeating back. You're letting them hear how their own fallacies. I hear exactly what you're saying. I'm a very analytical person with words. I'm, I'm very clear. And when I say it's always like you're twisting it. I'm not twisting it. It's your, that's, that's the reversal. That's that, that, that thing. You know, you, you, I'm a visionary. I can see how it's coming. I can see. And even if it's not towards me and it's like, so yeah, so I'm, I was always, well, you would stop. I would always push a little bit more. I would say something just to see at what level you were about to snap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like where, where in lies your, I guess at the time I wouldn't have used the word programming. Now I will, you know, what level is your programming at? Are yeah, you I'll able teach to hear? Are you able to hear and accept information as hearing and accepting information? It, it's very interesting to me that people uh, conceive information, right? That they have to change everything about themselves because they've learned something. I don't want to know. I'm not going to change anything. I'm not going to be like that. It's like, are you serious? I think that's what we're battling right now. Yeah. Just just people are just trying to just, just trying to keep 
trying to keep validating their current mindset in view versus allowing that like the, what you just said is so important i have to just reiterate it. how we interact with information says everything about you about who you are as a person where you are mentally where you're at consciously how you interact with information it's true Very important. it's true because I, I i never ever can comprehend when i'm speaking with someone and i'm telling them something and their whole being is like whoa i'm like what's the it's just it's just information you don't have to that do anything to me sorry i was just thinking no, of a situation that happened to me with my brother we're sitting out by the pool last year haven't don't, we don't fight me and my brother ever. Yeah. we're just chit-chatting and uh he brought up something like about space force and i was like yeah I'm like, but that's old news, man. We've had a Mars colony. We've been to Mars. He's like, yeah. you've never been to Mars. Like that. And I was like, whoa. I just, I don't, I'm not saying you're wrong, that you could be right. I'm just saying I, the things I've researched, they, a lot of people have come forward and they say that there's a Mars colony. They say we've already been to Mars mm -hmm. and blah, 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 blah. And he just was like, I don't have to believe that. Like, And I wasn't, I wasn't at all talking to him the way he was reacting yeah. to me. And I just, I said, Josh, this is weird, like yeah. what you're doing. And then he was, then he told me I'm the one screaming. It was like, I was oh, like, I, yeah. I, like, I just had to detach, but it was it's like, very, that. it's very bizarre, isn't it? I, I never, I mean, I'm a nerd. I love learning stuff. I don't care so, what it is. Like, why does a water bug walk on water? I researched it. I saw a if water you think bug. It, you, know? you should, if you think about, if you have a thought, you should have enough, like you should want to know about that. If you yeah. have enough to ask why, you should go with that. Why you should want to, you should look into it. Mm -hmm. The other thing, a huge pet peeve of mine is when someone says to me, like, if I was doing something, they're like, Oh, it's this. I go, how do you know? Me too. I guess. How so do you know? If you looked it up, we can talk. If, if, if this is information you've yeah, obtained, exactly. that's cool, man. I'll take it. If you heard this hearsay, shut it. Like that's not information. That's a parrot. This happened to me as well, where I was in a conversation with someone. I was talking about like Bigfoot's, I was talking about like anthropology, how like the the, the the tree is like, there's so many different types of humans and blah, blah, blah. And, and they were, oh, I just had a fruit fly. Oh, got it. Drone, no. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Um, but she was, she was like, no, that's not true. And she was like, I am a history major. And I thought, well, that means nothing to me. Right. You went, you went to college for history. Well, what history? What did you learn? Did you learn ancient history? No. You went to have a loose history from a freaking... Yeah education system i have zero respect for mm -hmm. that means nothing to me yeah, yeah. i i just uh it, it it's it's like um i i don't even want i don't even want to breathe life into it but i have to say it for a second because it drives me insane uh healthcare worker listen year and a half ago you were a nurse you were a pedicurist you were a fucking doctor you were in you know what i mean like you were an anesthesiologist. You were a thing. Now, healthcare worker. And now you think because you're a healthcare worker, with the quotes, just for our listeners, because they can't see the quotes, healthcare worker, yeah. right, that you somehow know more than me. Now, I am not discrediting anyone in a profession or a field from having more knowledge than me in the overall field. I, I'm not in any stretch of the imagination. It's not my expertise. But if I'm speaking on something, it means 
I've actually taken the time to research that subject, to read, to read a couple of articles, to balance it out. You know what I mean? To really see what I'm going to articulate. So if I'm going to articulate it and you're coming back and saying, I'm a healthcare worker, I want to put salt in your eye. Yeah, really want to put salt in your eye and be like, just, just, just stop, man. Like, this is what society has done to people. It's made people believe that their identity is some constructed thing, yeah. some, some, some jobs and constructed, you know, stuff around you when it's, it has nothing to do. It's just, and then they have this false sense of like arrogance, this false sense of like, um like upstanding like citizenship i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say but they yeah. get this like thing about them where they think that degree you know makes them the boss and it's like yeah. i think you're a buffoon i don't know yeah, it doesn't make any sense it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> and wow. it's nothing wrong with having an education but you have to be have enough knowledge to know that what an education actually is yeah it is being taught information about a specific area of something yeah. That's it. It is not the all knowing that this now means you are the, 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 you know, arbiter of information. Yeah. The speaker of all, right? Yeah. Like, shut but, up. like my personal body, I don't care if you were a doctor for, you know, a million years, you're not going to know my body better than me. Nope. Nope. That's how I healed. The doctors kept telling me, they kept dismissing everything I was saying. They kept telling me, no, I would say I could feel something. They would tell me it's impossible you know what? I'm going to trust me. And that's the part where, you know, a lot of people go astray too, is because you have a natural instinct. You have that intuition, that source, you know, intuition and having that is like, like just gaining information through the ether, right? Like that's how it comes in. Yeah. And when that happens, that's very real. It's very natural. There's no, you know, that is exactly what it is. So when you go, say, for example, for our listeners, when you go to a doctor and you say to them, this is how I'm feeling. This is this. This is this. That's what my gut's telling me. And then they say to you, no, and you dismiss your gut and you dismiss your instincts and you take in that other information. And every time you do that, you're weakening your senses. You know, you're, 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 you're lessening your connections to self, to source, to be able to obtain that. And in that, that's where, you know, this whole thing, this show is about, you know, we slay demons. And that's where these demonic possessions and these low vibration entities can start controlling and make you malleable. You know, that's when you, exactly when you, what idolatry is. That is the actual definition of idolatry. It's not what? praying to a statue. So, it, you know how, like, the Ten Commandments, yeah. it says, like, no idolatry. Yeah. People think that that means getting on your hands and knees and praying to a statue. That is not what idolatry is. Idolatry is what you just described. It is <laughs> overriding your instinct and going, and, and going with an outside source versus your inside source that is from God. Ta-da! <laughs> yeah, that that right there i keep getting this visual in my mind of of people like like us right now what we are right now and i see like us standing around a circle and there's a flame in the middle of a circle and we all are holding a, the, a piece of that flame we're all we all have a piece of that flame on our hearts like i keep getting that visual that like that 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 is people Feel like it. like you and i what, what what we are that fire in the middle is that such source that's you know that mm -hmm. that essence that spirit yeah and we have a piece of it and if and i and i just wish people would just look at life in general and their identity in that way 
-hmm. that like, you know, it's a special spark. It's a special piece of a bigger, beautiful thing. And you're choosing to not participate in that epic aspect of humanity. And you're choosing to, to denounce it and go with an artificial life, a Mm -hmm. surface life, a life of no substance, a life of no true freedom, a life of no true passion, no true creativity. This that, that soulless. Yeah, nothing. It's just very, very uh, monitored. Very, you know, very. And with and they think dangle is the word that comes to mind. Yeah, arbitrary. It is. It's it's, it's pointless, basically. Yeah. It's just you're doing it for no reason, and that's what theme park culture is for. It's to keep you entertained, so you don't realize how miserable it actually is. The the mm-hmm. existence like that. That mm-hmm. artificial existence. So they, you know, get you drinking, get you partying, get you, you know, looking for every, you know, entertainment and pleasure. Yeah, the, it, it's um, it's it's like uh, instead of using yourself to build yourself, you're 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 trying to abstract to, to pull out of other people to fill holes in yourself. Yeah. You're making, right? I mean, in reality, we yeah, we, you're making those. Yeah, we create our own holes by not filling. Right. So if we're not, we're not. Uh, you know, I love analogies, right? No, so we're, we're going to do cheese, right? So Swiss cheese, right? So we have all of these holes. And the reason the holes are there is because we're not pulling in the information to, you know, that, that to, to connection to source, to make ourselves complete, you know, to fill that in. It's like, you know, it's just like melting it down and making it all nice again and all cohesive, but we're not doing it. And we're leaving the holes and those holes are being filled with, uh, just, just everything. It's almost like uh, self-sacrificing, you know, in, in the essence of how, how we it do is, ourselves. It is self-sacrificing. That's a good word. And when people like, for example, you know, we've discussed this before. I am not uh, money motivated. It doesn't motivate me. You know what I mean? I need it to survive in this matrix. Right? You have respect for it in this 3D world. Get, you know, I like using it for certain things. I get it, right? But I am not, and I've never been money motivated. I've left great jobs, high paying jobs or management positions or because it annoyed the shit out of me. I was miserable. And for me, I and I say it all the time, you know, I would rather eat cereal for a week. Do you know what I mean? Than to be able to have these lavish things because my happiness always comes first. And I think a lot of times what happens in our pursuit of uh, people like me and you, the ones that are holding the flame, right? In our pursuit of happiness is that we, uh, we feel more alone right? Because people don't pursue it the same way we do. They don't, you know, there's a lot of great people and a lot of loving people out there, but there's not a lot of people that have that wholeness or want that wholeness. They're okay being Swiss cheese. I'm not okay being Swiss cheese. You know what I mean? I want to be whole for me because they've obligated themselves enough that they, they're not even able to, to, to settle and realize and then feel that, that Mm -hmm. what they're doing is an empty. Yeah time. I think a lot of people over the last year when they had to stop their lives, you know, and I I will not reference it because everyone goes during, and then they say that. (laughs) 
not not feeding that. But, you know, over the last year and a half, I feel like a lot of people had an opportunity to really see themselves because they weren't rushing to a job that gave them the satisfaction of maybe a high position or you were important here or you're doing this or getting dressed every day. You know, there's a lot of people who gained a ton of weight and who, you know, went from and 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 I've talked to people and people very dear to me too. And even, you know, I had talked to a couple of family members because we were checking in with each other. And I had one of my cousins say, it was great at the beginning of the summer, you know, at the beginning of everything. And now like I'm a little sad and I feel like this. And it's because that it just pulled and it just made more holes and more holes and more holes and more holes. More, more ways to siphon you. Yeah. And now you have this emptiness and you're not even realizing that you can fill it all in. Right. It's all you're, 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 it's that, it's that what we're saying is that power that you've given away. You've handed it over, but you can take it back at any time. It's you know? one thought and one action, the yeah. thought to want it and then doing something to actively make it happen. And then the energies just start attracting. That's when the law of attraction starts happening. But see, people are, again, programmed to, to think, I don't want to feel this way, so I need to not feel this way. They don't wonder why. They're not trained to dig, to ask that why. Yeah. Or, or, or like, right, here's this thing that's bothering me right, right now with this whole food situation, right? Why are we not realizing the threat coming from the food source and, and, mm -hmm. and, and really becoming more communal with farming with, and self-sufficient? Like, why is that? That should be the like a big focus for people right now. Yeah. And I think when they realize that the system, well, they'll realize they don't need the, system, the actual system, the mm -hmm. government system. You know, that we, I really think that the system's falling apart in front of our eyes. Yes. And it's almost like we're given a little bit of grace period right now. This is a grace period to be able to sit back and see the system falling apart without actual having shit going down in your everyday life. That is that from that is a blessing. That is, that's a grace period where your, your universe is giving you time to get gain perspective, to get out of your your 3D mind and your your your, you know, weighted down soul. And, and see things from a higher position outside of your yourself and, and put pieces together. Mm -hmm. Because I'm telling you, it's falling apart. They're, it's not going to last long. It's, it's, it's literally seeking out, and I, don't, and I don't say this with judgment, fact people, stupid people, people who have absolutely no clue right now about, about life or people that just don't give a shit. But it seems to be like they're only caring to attract those kind of people to support it because those are the people who would actually still do it. So then, then we go back to NPCs. That's yes, exactly. So we're going to let the NPCs, we're going to follow them. Like, no, we can't do well, that. That's what people do because it's the masses, right? Just like that, that chair experiment or the doorbell, you know, like one of those ones when the, the, yeah. They walk into an office, right? Everyone stands up when the doorbell rings or something and the person yeah. walks in and then all of a sudden they start doing it too. They don't know why, right? But, and it's just because they're playing follow the leader. It's that they're allowing those holes to be filled again by uh, some, some, something, someone else. And uh, the reality is, is that, you know, uh, a lot of people <coughs> pray to a God but they don't believe that a demon exists with that God. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, absolutely. That's a that. real anomaly. <laughs> you know, the yin and yang, the black and white, the upside down, you know, whatever, whatever way you want to look at it, the good, the evil, you know, it just is. And how can you believe in one and not, I don't want to say fear the other, 
but be mindful that the other wants you. I know why. Because if you claim ignorance to evil, you don't have to be accountable for your own evil, your own aspect of yourself. See, when people like you and I, we don't deny that we have the capacity to be evil, mm -hmm. right? We know that we, uh, any person could. It's an, So we're weary. So we're aware of it. So we don't interact with things yeah. that, that will bring that about to us. And that's that's just my little theory yeah. about, about no, that. Good. Can I read something? It's just a little thing from the Bible. Yeah. I just love Jesus and the way he explained things. It's a parable of the weeds. And I think it, you'll like this. So it's called the parable of the weeds. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, sir, you don't sow good seed in your field. Where do these weeds come from? And the enemy did this. He replied. The servants asked him, do you want us to go and pull them? No, he answered. Because while you are pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let them both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned. Then gather the wheat and bring it to my barn. Yes. The enemy comes in and that's what these people are. They're weeds among the wheat. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's true. It's true. And they definitely try to intertwine. And I would like to point out uh, that when you started to read that, the time was 1044, which is 144. Oh. Uh, and the just Yeshua's hour or is 111? It's one of those. Say that again. The uh, Yeshua's hour, Jesus's hour is either 111 or 144, I forget. Just to verify, it's right there. I took a screenshot when you started <laughs> it. So just so you know. Uh, which I was like, you know what? There are no coincidences. Just, you know, things happen and, uh, you know, people are either going to find their way or they're not going to find their way. It's very difficult to watch people not find their way. It's very I hard. Be, I think I might be a psycho, I guess. I, I, it doesn't bother me. I just think it used um, to bother me, but I just think like now, like, they're just bringing me down. I know it sounds selfish, but no, no, not at all. I think that's no. I, I think we're designed to think it's selfish. It's not selfish. I know, right? It's not, yeah, it's not. It's not selfish. You know. Um, I just mean like the some of the people. You know that we really you, have the heart. you want people to see. That's yeah. it. You want them to see so they know. So then they have the choice. Right now, nobody has a choice because they don't know. So they don't ignorance, want to yeah, ignorance has stolen their freedom. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you know, or people who say, oh, and, you know, it's, this is not my verbiage, but when someone says, I'm woke, I'm woke. Oh. How are you? How is that so? But you're still a naysayer and you're still saying words that are keeping you condemned. How, how you are phrases like that? You're not even close. I'm woke. I wonder. What is it? What is that? I wonder, I wonder what it, what, like if there's another, you know, uh, meaning to woke, do you know what I'm saying? Like another, another, it's another hijacking. Yeah. I think it's another energetic stream. So they, they, when they know that something's catching on, like people are waking up, they got to hijack that. So now what you think is waking up information that will wake you up coming from the woke crowd, it's going to be information that's not waking you up. It's going to feed you some false distortion. Yeah. Wow, I can't even read this this uh 
The history of the word woke, they actually have a thing. Oh, really? Um, the phrase says this art. So let me see. This article is Friday, February 22nd. Uh, sorry, fr Friday, the 22nd of January, 2021. It's just an article I just pulled up. So I'm just going to read a sentence from oh, it. It says, What is the history of the word woke and its modern uses? The phrase originated from African American vernacular English, but has gradually co opted by the right wing players to be used as an insult. Interesting. The word woke originated in African American vernacular English. All right, so I'm saying, okay. Uh, Joe Biden. All right. Following the U.S. President Joe Biden's inauguration earlier this week, Boris Johnson asked if Mr. Biden was woke. <laughs> oh, God, no. I can't oh, believe the I pick. This is just funny. The prime minister answered that there was nothing wrong with being woke, but it was important to stick up for your history, your traditions, and your values, the things you believe in. So they believe being woke is being like a social justice warrior. Like that's what they're equating woke to. Yes. It's like being social justice, mm -hmm. you know, transgender rights. Uh, and, I, and I have nothing against any of these people. It's All just right. when, when you use these people to push an agenda, I'm going to have to then call you out. Yeah, so the, it says the origin. The, here's the origin of the word. The phrase "woke" and to stay woke is not new. It began appearing in the in the 1940s and was first used by African Americans to literally mean quote literally mean becoming woken up or sensitized to issues of justice, says the linguist and lexicographer Tony Thorne. Uh, interesting. Who knew? Who knew? And 1940s again. So the 1940s, yeah. by the way, what was all going on there? Nazi, Marxism, all of that. So we're aligning again, another tie to yeah. that time. Project so paper. That was probably a psyop. They probably put that word out into the. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, it just, uh, you know, how do you all of a sudden, like, all of a sudden you're, you're like, it just is so silly. The whole thing is so silly. It's one big mind trap. It is one big mind trap. And I think the job is complete. <laughs> Huh? Like to think that the job is complete. I'm woke. Like now I'm awake. I'm done. No, you're no. you're gonna you're constantly waking up. You don't you're not gonna wake up fully until you die, by the way. That's what death is. Death is you waking up fully to your I like, word, I like the word aware. Aware. I like that too. And actually save that now yeah. because of you. Aware means you're aware. It I don't care what you do with it. Do you know what I mean? Do dumb thing, do nothing. It doesn't matter, but when you're aware, you're aware. I don't think, you know, the other, that word, that, that's just dumb. It's just a dumb word. You know, you either become aware of what's going on, aware of yourself, aware of the world, aware of the food, aware of the, you know, I mean, aware of things because, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm woke to chemtrails. Yeah. No, you're not. If you're, you're doing aware, nothing about it, you're not woke. If yeah. you're aware, that means that you've obtained the knowledge and now you're aware of whether something is beneficial or harmful or how it, how it has an effect on you, right? That's awareness. Just having a knowledge doesn't mean shit. You have to be aware and that awareness, I guess, will come with, with self-preservation. To know? me, awareness sounds very tied to conscious. Yeah. Aware, alert, uh, you know, conscious. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. Being, you know, yeah, yeah, that would, that would work. That would definitely work like that. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because a lot of times, you know, um, 
people like you and I and, you know, the other hosts and stuff like we crave these conversations because they're intellectual. They feed us. Right. We're like, oh, oh, I can have like I'm up here. Right. I'm on my level of a conversation where, you know, where we're sharing information. We're going back and forth. Your vibe, my vibe. Right. And it becomes very difficult. And the reason I say this is because I know a lot of people get very discouraged in being themselves or, or have, because no one wants to hear or no one wants to listen. There are people out there who want to hear and want to listen. And uh, Sophia and myself are two of those people. So, um, you know, this is our first time back on the air in a long time, uh, but we do have what next week when we're back on, we'll be sure to have the number ready. And uh, we do have a call in for people who want to call in and actually talk to us. You know, it gives people an opportunity to call in, to talk to us and and to be able to have these conversations. And, you know, we're always open to learning. I definitely a new perspective, a new yeah. angle yeah. on a topic. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there because, you know, uh, I know that you and I enjoy this, you know, like, you know, our shows and stuff, but there are people who are just kind of stuck. And, you know, if you becoming unstuck means, you know, giving us a call and we talk for five, 10 minutes or how, you know, however long it is, it could turn into a whole show. Who knows? Do you know what I mean? But the reality is, is that it gives you an opportunity to, you know, to be you you know, to freely express, you know, your thoughts and emotions in a place where you may not feel that they're welcome. They're always welcome here. And, 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 and the other thing too, is that, you know, I want people to, to be able to share freely knowing like, don't say something to try to make, in this instance, I'll use Sophia and myself, don't say something to try to like appease us. Do you know what I mean? Like, or to that way, because that that's no good purpose. Yeah. yeah. Individuality, you know, I respect that a great deal and I respect other people's thoughts. So uh, next week we'll be sure to um, have that for you. Um, you know, just to be able to, to expand us in the community and let people know, because they don't think there's a lot of like-minded people out there, right? They don't feel like there's a lot of people that they can talk to, but there is. And we have an entire radio station of shows and hosts and people running all week long that you can call, you can listen to, you can talk on the wakeupradio.com. There is a chat box. We should start utilizing that as well. Just to, you know, just to get yeah, things going yeah, a little bit more. And uh, soon enough, we'll be having our live feature on the wake um, otwtube.com. Right now on otwtube.com, if you would like to get a message out of yourself, you're able to record yourself and then upload it. So that's another feature we just added oh, on, which is great. The lives are coming soon. And then we're going to take over. And what are the demons going to do? <laughs> we fucking slayed you again. <laughs> This is why you, what you just said, important about authenticity and it's in a safe space to be authentic and start getting used to being authentic because the, the program can't take you over or can't influence you. The demons can't influence you if you are strong in who you are and, you, and you're authentic to yourself. Because when we play with other personalities, we are making agreements with lower entities, lesser, lesser, lesser vibrations, mm -hmm. lesser frequencies, because we're choosing to denounce our true authentic selves in a line with the lesser ver version. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. And we can, you know, here's the best part. Here's what I have learned. I have learned that I am amazing. I am everything. I am nothing. I am you. I am everything. You know, like it's just, it's, it's really, uh, an amazing experience. And 
everybody can be this and we can get to where we want to go just by creating the thoughts and the thoughts create the world. When you had said earlier about us being connected to nature, <clears throat> I was in the uh, pool the other day and it was very, uh, very, I don't, I, it was like one of those totally organic thoughts, right? And it came in and um, I always notice if bugs are making noises, if the birds are chirping, if I can see them flying, what's the behavior, you know what I mean? Like I yeah. really pay attention to the world around. Well, the heightened sense of things. Yeah, and, 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 I, and I really have this awareness of the world around me and it helps you maneuver and be your best self when you allow that to take place. You know, when you can really allow yourself to to just not, not, not be so. Yeah, in the IEM, that's how you're, you can't be in the IEM if you're not in that, that kind of space. Yeah. yeah. So and important. When once we're there, then we defeat everything. Literally. Because then we become untouchable and then we can control it. That's us that is now in control. Will they become the true masters of our reality? Mm -hmm. Can I read? And it's a short article. I'm only going to read half of it because I already read about the double slit experiment. And this is another article from that same um, company. But I really think I want to share this one as well. I won't read the whole thing. Mm -hmm. That's important. Um, okay. So does consciousness create our material reality? Facts. A new study offered by Robert Landis suggests observers are responsible for determining physical reality and that conscious observers themselves generate and create the structure of time and space. Reflect on. We observers, people like you and I, are responsible for how consciousness forms into physical matter. What does this say about the power of our individual and collective beliefs? Where does the physical word come from? World, I'm sorry, where does the physical world come from? Matter at its smallest observable form, atoms pop in and out of existence all the time. The idea that physical matter is birthed from a non-physical realm, such as the quantum vacuum of the void or something else we are unaware of, is not novel. Nikola Tesla himself believed that all perceptible matter comes from a primary substance or a tenuity beyond conception, filling all space, the akasha, or luminiferous ether which is acted upon by the life-given prana or creative force calling into existence in never-ending cycles, all things and phenomena. A century from now, it will be well known that the vacuum of space, oh, I don't want to read that, sorry, that's just someone's quote. So this non-physical field may also be dark energy. We don't really know or understand it quite well, but we know it exists. A declassified defense intelligence agency document touches on this. We do not understand why it exists or how it's created. We simply know it provides an ever-present force on space-time, causing the universe to expand. Indeed, recent high-precision experimental observations indicate dark energy may be a cosmological vacuum energy. So if our material world is birthed from this non-material stuff, does consciousness play a factor? It's interesting to contemplate, especially given the fact that consciousness is not a physical thing nor is it a result of any known physical process or biology. You cannot pinpoint or find the source of consciousness within the brain. Even at the quantum level, factors associated with consciousness have been known to change the behavior of matter, like photons, suggesting that matter itself may be a conscious perceiving thing. Does this mean that all physical things possess some type of consciousness? Photons don't have a brain, do they? What about plants? 
there is a growing amount of evidence suggesting that plants act and behave in ways suggesting they are thinking things capable of feeling emotions, perceptions, and thoughts. Consciousness can have such an influence over matter and is a non-physical property that exists within all physical things. Could it somehow be responsible for the creation of reality? This has been common theme discussed within the realms of quantum physics for quite some time. In fact, the discussion of ether is non-physical, indescribable stuff has been the subject of contemplation for thousands of years. Plato wrote about the ether in his work, Phaedo, and explained how life exists within it. He believed that air to us, air is to us, the ether is to them. Is the ether alive? Is the universe itself, which could be primarily made up of non-physical stuff, a conscious living entity? So I'll share that. That's a beautiful article. Sorry, my throat. I, just, I cannot physically, read. I can't go on reading. No, it's good. It's good though. You okay? Yeah, I have a problem with like talking for long periods of time. Well, that that used to happen to me. So it used to, I know we're going to run um, a couple of times and it happened to me during a few lives that my voice literally got taken away. Since that, I was a kid, I would lose my voice like completely laryngitis for no mm -hmm. reason. Yeah, it's happened. It's happened to me a few times. And I think that's just the way of them trying to, uh, to shut us out. Throat chakra clearing. Yeah, and mine literally go like this, and then I'm like, ah, and it would just yeah. So it happens while because I'm just talking, just talking. Yeah, I know, I know. That's it's same, it's same. But maybe it's just our our whole being being exhausted from using these verbal spells. That's what you know. That's what I believe it is. Mm -hmm. Is we're not meant to communicate in such a verbal way that's draining. It's actually exerting a real life force. Yeah, yeah. It's like my ponytail theory. My the. The energy thing, right? That's, that's why you see me keep ripping it out because I'm yeah. like, I hate the way this fails. Yeah. So before, so I'll just for our listeners before we go, is that my whole theory with like anyone who has long hair and you've wore your hair up, all of a sudden you take your hair down, it hurts. Like the area around it, like it hurts, like it's super sore and you don't know why. And I could never figure it out. And then I finally figured out because our hair is antennas and it uses energy to transfer in and out to our brain. You know what I mean? Into our nervous system that runs our whole body, that it's a transformation of energy. But when we put it into a ponytail, we're clumping it where we're, we're not allowing the energy flow to go through. And that's, that's my theory on it. And that's why it gets super sore. It's like a stagnant, like a buildup. Yeah. Of what yeah, it should or shouldn't be. Uh, another great show. It was really good to be back on the air. It has yeah. been a while. Uh, you have been listening to Zest and Sophia on the Wake Up Radio. On the wakeupradio.com is our radio page. OTW Tube is our social media page. Huge shout out to Super Producer and our sister, Cindy Ashby. For I like that, sister. For being amazing. And again, of course, uh, much love and respect to the entire Wake Up Radio family and for our listeners. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen, to be here with us and to, you know, help the betterment of society and us so that we can usher in heaven on earth because we slay demons. Uh, we've already won this war in case they need a fucking reminder. <laughs> I, know, I know I've already slayed a few because I've yeah. done it in like my dream mm -hmm. realm where I mm -hmm. was like, I woke up, I'm like, that was like a real battle I just did. I had a dream before I left Boston. Sorry, Cindy. I had a dream before I left Boston and uh, the, oh, there's another show coming on, isn't there? 
Okay. All right. So we have a minute. Okay. So um, I had a dream and it was very real. I forgot about it until I went and met with a friend and I was talking. It was very, very real. I had a dream that I was in this place and I still can't figure it out. And a city exploded, right? Like it, like it, it exploded and I was trying to get out. And then there was two more explosions and I could see them clear as day. And I could still visualize like how I was seeing these explosions take place. And uh, why did I start to say this? Why was I just? What You're telling me about a dream, how real they feel like? Because I said, oh, it's like even. And I and I'm pretty sure it wasn't a dream. I'm pretty right. sure that I definitely was somewhere slaying or doing or whatever it was. But I don't know. I don't know how they started, but I just remember looking back and being like, oh, like I could see it. Like I could see the, like. You know when you have a dream and you're there, you know. Yeah, I know exactly what I was there, yeah. and I was like, "Whoa!" And um, at first, I thought it was a premonition, you know, like one of my visions of something. But I don't think that's what it was. I think I was actually somewhere, and this is this is what what was taking place. You were in some realm doing yeah, some, some real battle. I know, I know that that happens because I wake up sometimes, and I can just feel like energetically beat up. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I just did battle. Yeah. Oh, so, and yeah. then you get flashbacks throughout the day of like, yeah, what you were yeah. dreaming about. And then you're like, am I like dreaming about that? Am I making this up in my head right now? <laughs> yeah, there was a really good bit of advice, which I have to start taking it back and applying it is to keep a, a pen and a pad of paper next to your bed. And then when you rise in the AM that you, anything that's in your mind, write it down because you won't remember it in an hour it's that it's that oh for sure it's like, yeah. almost like stepping over the line it's like one one foot in the water one foot out of the water good, that, that's a really good piece and of you know and then to write it down then because whatever those first thoughts are when we rise they're not gonna they're not gonna come it's back. A golden nuggets <laughs> yeah they're not gonna come back again um so be sure to tune in next week. Thanks, Sophia. This is a good show. I appreciate you. No, oh, thank you. I'm so glad you're back. I was excited when you texted that yesterday. I was like, yes, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. So your show is Saturday? Yeah. Saturday, 8 p.m., correct? Yeah. Saturday, 8 p.m. is uh, Truth, Freedom, and Sophia. Be sure to tune into that. And Mondays, I will be back. It has been forever. Uh, it feels like about Monday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Both of these are Eastern Standard Time. Monday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is my show, Event Horizon. So be sure to tune into both of this. We'll be back next Wednesday. And until then, we out. Night. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Dian. Cindy Ashley. On the wake up. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power. But they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform.